Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Absolute Radio podcast. It's Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Good to have you back with us, everyone. Yes, it is. Do you mean me or the listeners? Everyone. <laughs> All of you. You and the listeners. Listener. I wasn't clear who you were addressing there from your tone. I wasn't sure if... <laughs> No, you were no. talking to them or me or, I or think what the hell was it? All of you. I'm talking to Daisy, the producer, as well. I'm talking to everyone who's listening to this, really. Yes, that's a fair they're point. Aren't of, it needlessly they're complicated? All part, part of the family, aren't they? The rock and roll football family that oh, we... Uh, it's family. That's the family. A peek inside the family again this week on the new documentary series, which I'm not sure I'm coming across too well in, but, um, you know, it's what's and all. This is what we signed up to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't sure featured in it at all yet, so maybe I just around <laughs> it's in the film. It's weird. I feel like the investor was like tapping Button. me up. <laughs> yeah, he's tapping me up illegally, to be honest. I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, this is the thing. I don't remember a lot of the stuff, so God knows what's going to be in that documentary. <laughs> I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So today, oh, you've got, an, you've got a treat coming up for you. We've got um, FA Cup semi-finals, the greatest in history. We've also got yeah. England, Sunderland, Man City legend Peter Reid on the show. Oh, in his garden with beautiful sounding garden, isn't it? I was picturing a, a real resplendent, luscious green garden. Uh, Peter Reid. Where does he live? I, I, I imagine he lives in the Wirral or somewhere like that. Some nice garden overlooking the Mersey, perhaps. Oh, he just, he, you know, as well, he was really funny. But just he just felt like a very calm and contented man. Yes, very nice man. Unlike Ankel Di Maria and his wife. <laughs> oh well, this is the thing, and we say this every week. Just because there's been no football on, the world of football has, if anything, got more mad. So we've got the latest on Angel Di Maria's wife's attack on the English, um, Aguero's bizarre diet, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Dyson, how are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. How are you, Fordy? Yes, very good, thanks. Very good, very good. Full of beans. Um, I've had two bowls of cornflakes already this morning. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah, put just, sugar on uh, them? Or just no, plain? I don't put sugar on my cereal. In fact, I don't have any sugar in the house. Really? That's a good move, very sensible move. Uh, I think it's I just a mistake, eat... and then I've just got used to it now. I can't eat um, cornflakes corn on their own with no nothing on them. They're the dullest cereal. Well, I put milk on them. You know why Her- Kellogg invented them? To try it. it was oh, very... I've heard <laughs> this. Oh, I can go into yes, to stop too much detail about why. To stop people yeah, doing something um, to, when they're on their own. Uh, and so he invented cornflakes because <laughs> it would be they thought they would be so mind-numbingly dull. So that would stop. That would be wiped out thanks to his breakfast cereal. And did it work on you? <laughs> That's why I don't no eat comment, them. Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> now, usually at the start of the show, when we have live Premier League football, you give us a rundown of the Premier League action we can expect on a Saturday afternoon yeah. to the Grandstand theme tune. For months now, we haven't had Premier League football. You found a different subject to give us a rundown about every week. What is it today? Well, I mean, I think I've pretty much exhausted all the stuff that I'm doing on lockdown. So I'm just going to look at the potential return of the game, uh, whether it's likely, how it will change. A sort of uh, look ahead over the next couple of weeks, really. Ooh, that's exciting. (laughs) Here we go. A generic, unspecific look ahead to a fortnight. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is now the ninth episode, amazingly, of Rock and Roll Football that we've done without one of the key elements, live football. Uh, but could we be about to find out when it will return? France have said no and ended their Ligue 1 season. So have the Dutch. Uh, everyone except Rangers wants to do the same thing in Scotland. But there's talk of loads of games being played over a short amount of time behind closed doors in the Premier League. The Bundesliga is coming back in Germany next week. Yeah, yeah, das ist gut. Uh, but they seem to have dealt with the COVID-19 crisis a bit more effectively than us. Uh, pandemics, penalties. Is there anything beginning with a P? They're not better that, that than us. Uh, ping pong, probably better. Pumpernickel, definitely better. At least we're leading the way when it comes to peas, pudding and pims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the PFA are saying it, uh, if it does resume, games could be shorter than 45 minutes a half. Uh, football League chairman Rick Parry says we shouldn't rule out any creative ideas. So maybe next goal wins could actually be a goer. <gasps> Headers and volleys only. Bottles of, hands- <laughs> yes, bottles of hand sanitizer for goalposts. It could all happen. A massive game of one bounce involving all the teams. The return of those weird, the weird one bounce, those weird American penalties where the striker ran up to the keeper from the halfway line. We can't rule out anything. Golden goal could come back. Six aside, we could have. Full kit, white trainers like they used to do at the GMEX in Manchester in the yes. late 80s. I used to love that. That would be a great way to end the season. All suggestions are welcome, apparently. No creative ideas are being ruled out. They're even talking about having CGI crowds, images of people watching the games when they're happening behind closed doors. What is the state of football coming to? Come back VAR, all is forgiven. <laughs> Oh, mate, amazing. It could be a crazy next month of football action. We don't know what to expect. I know. I mean, I just... Obviously, the safety and the health of everyone is important. It's the number one thing. Absolutely, it's the number one thing. But, I mean, some football coming back would be lovely, wouldn't it? (laughs) It would be nice, wouldn't it? I mean... That is the next thing. ITV are about to start showing Euro 96, aren't they, next week? They have waited a bit too long on that, but... um, so there's that. But yeah, I'm surprised it's coming back at all. I really didn't think it would come back at all. I think the sensible thing would have been to not do it, but they look like they might be there. They still might not do it, to be honest. We don't really know, do we? We don't, but what a way to start the show with a wonderful message of hope. <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and roll football on Absolute Ready with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. What a week it's been. Um, have you been doing any Zooms, Matt? Um, I've done a few Zooms uh, with family and friends, and uh, yeah, I quite like it. It works quite well. Better than House Party. I, st- I used House Party to start with, and that was a rubbish. What Have you been drinking much on these Zooms? Uh, yes. I find that's quite a good thing to do, yeah, to have a few drinks. You feel, yeah, sort of I forget do, where but, you are. Well, also, but the problem is, is then when the call's finished, you're drunk in front of your laptop. <laughs> right, and that yeah. that can have implications. Ah, uh, what have behavior. you been buying? What have you been buying on eBay? Mate. Oh man! So the other morning, I, I I checked my hotmail and I had all these emails saying like your order, your order. I was oh, like, no. what did I buy? I bought a set of Oasis coasters. <laughs> I don't need them. Ah, well, that's quite I don't nice. need them. It's not I bad, mean, are they it? tasteful? Are they tasteful coasters? There are they're different types of coasters. They they're just like a classic. 
They're like the circular coasters, and it's like the middle of the vinyl for each single. Oh, the little sticky nice. you get in the middle of the record. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most extravagant drunken purchase, but still, I was like, I don't need coasters. <laughs> you must have been this? talking about them on this drunken Zoom chat, then. But then I've, but then I've, I've just all the things I could have bought. What a boring purchase! <laughs> it's not like I bought a surfboard or ten kilos of ice cream or something. Yeah, I suppose, it, and it's and it's Oasis related, so you've not gone completely off piece. You've done something that you are you are into. But how? It must have been about one in the morning, going on the Oasis website, yeah. seeing what was I'm, in the I, shop. I, yeah, I'm imagining that on your Zoom, that one you do with Wayne Bridge, Rob Beckett, and, uh, and yeah. Paul McCaffrey. Um, uh, that's that's what they must have been talking about coasters on there, and everyone must have had coasters except you. <laughs> that's how it ended. Maybe actually. that's what it was. Maybe it was just a desire to be able to put something between my drink and the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was as simple as that. Um, now each Saturday we've been doing a different genre of retro game to keep you up to date with. We've done FA Cup Finals, League Cup Finals, Great European Nights, Great Escapes, Promotion... Oh, have we done promotion parties? Maybe that could be a, a different Ooh, one. That's we've it. done yeah, playoff we finals. Done we've done playoffs, certainly, but I don't think we've done promotion parties. But a lot of the time, I suppose, they're over by the end of the last game of the season. We have done last game of the season, haven't we? Yeah. We have. There's various different ways to do it. We are <laughs> thinking of more creative ways. So this weekend is great FA Cup semi-finals. And again, we had so many amazing suggestions and so many to choose from. There are some really good ones. Um, so uh, mainly in the 90s. It seems like the 90s was a golden era for the FA Cup semi-final. I think as well, probably it was the, the 90s was the last era that people really cared about the FA Cup. Yeah, actually, more people true. watching the, and more the people. Magic you know cup, I mean? The like, magic of the cup was alive. Yeah, and the semis weren't played at Wembley. Then they were played at neutral grounds, which I felt. I, I think I don't know why. I just felt like that added a bit more excitement to the day because Wembley was the final did. one, and then the you'd get to go to like Old Trafford or Villa Park or something, and you hadn't been there for a while, and it was an exciting day out for the fans. So we picked four classic FA Cup semi-finals. What two have you got, Dyson? Um, well, Joe Rawson on Twitter suggested Chesterfield versus Middlesbrough from 1997, yes. uh, which on paper doesn't sound amazing, does it? But um, <laughs> I watched it recently on FA Cup Rewind on TV, so I'll go for that one if you want. That's quite a good. That's quite a, quite an entertaining game uh, because Chesterfield were in like the second division, but did quite well in cup competitions back then. And then there's um, uh, Matt Corran suggested the two semi-finals from 1990. Uh, Liverpool Palace and Oldham Man United. I'll take one of them if you want. Great. And I will take a classic. 1991, of course, there was another FA Cup semi-final that year. But the one people yes. really remember is Spurs against Arsenal that was at Wembley. I think it was the first semi-final played yes. at Wembley oh, yes, in 1991. Was, yeah. So we've got four classic FA Cup semi-finals coming up on the way. Who knows what's going to happen? Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's already time for some double air horn action. Because in 1990, there's an early goal. Matt Dyson. Yes, excitement here at Main Road, the home of Manchester City, where Man United are playing Oldham this afternoon. United in their classic Adidas strip with the sharp sponsorship Oldham have got Bovis Holmes on the front of their shirts, but it's not stopped them going 1-0 up. Earl Barrett has scored for Oldham. Early doors could have shocked beyond the cards. Five minutes in, Oldham are winning 1-0. 
An incredible goal in 1991 for Paul Gascoigne. A powerhouse free kick from the edge of the oh, box has put amazing. Spurs 1-0 up against their North London rivals, Arsenal. An absolutely incredible goal. And as Barry Davies commentating said, is there anything this young man can't do? <laughs> Schoolboy's own stuff. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's more double air horn action in 1990 and 1991. In 1990, Ian Rush has scored for Liverpool, putting them 1-0 up against Crystal Palace. And in 1991, the North London Derby FA Cup semi-final at Wembley, Gary Lineker has scored for Spurs. They are 2-0 up against Arsenal at Wembley. It's all going off Dyson. Wow. Very exciting. These games are... I think there might be some more goals in them. I'm sensing goals today. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, hashtag no spoilers. Now, <laughs> uh, we're all dealing with um, the situation we find ourselves in, in in different ways. And obviously, people find themselves in vastly different situations. Dejan Lovren, a Premier League <laughs> Liverpool star, has a different yeah. take on the crisis. He seems wow. to be a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And I mean, uh, he's had a pop at Bill more. Gates. <laughs> yeah, he's Apparently, a big fan he, of David Icke. Well, this is the problem. So he's had a pop at Bill Gates. So I think most people, even his harshest critics, would say, he, you know, he does some good in the world. At least he's put his yeah. billions to good use. He's quite generous. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he he, he he commented under a picture of Bill Gates saying, "Deja Love and wrote this. Game over, Bill. People are not blind." <laughs> What? Paul Bill Gates? Imagine him checking his tweets going, ah, what's this? Oh, it's Liverpool's Dejan Lovren. Hey, what's he got to say? Let me check. I know he's great at soccer, right? Let's see. Game over, Bill. Well, that's just just about gone ruin my day. Oh, and I was going to put all those microchips in those folks over there, and now I won't get away with it because that pesky Dejan Lovren. (laughs) I can't believe it's a David Icke. That's so bizarre, isn't it? Of all the people to come out of this, <laughs> I love it. You never unexpected people to hit the headlines. Dejan Lovren being a massive conspiracy theorist is one I did not see coming, but it's great. Obviously, it showed in some of his uh, post-match interviews. You know what I mean? What happened in the second half, Dejan? Ask the Illuminati, mate. <laughs> it's above my pay grade. You know what happened here yeah. today? VAR. Yeah. From, it's run by the Bilderberg Group. <laughs> The ball's not bouncing because the earth's flat, isn't it? Y'all won't play on those 4G pitches. They spread the virus. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and roll football on Absolute Radio and it's time for some more air horn action because there's a goal in 1990. Matt Dyson. Yes, in the semi-final between Oldham and Manchester United at Main Road. An equaliser for Sir Alex Ferguson's team. He's not a sir yet, I don't know why I'm calling him that. Just Alex Ferguson, plain old Alex Ferguson. And Captain Fantastic Brian Robson has scored. He's got gold shin pads on and he means business. It's one all here at Main Road. <laughs> the thing is, they have just been gold-coloured shin pads, right? But yeah, these days, yeah. it wouldn't be, on the, be beyond the realms of believability that players would play... With solid gold shin pads. Yeah, yeah. Gold gold leaf on the front of them, yeah. And maybe diamond encrusted. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. I can imagine Ronaldo playing with solid gold elements. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. It's quite a good defence, uh, really, for your shins. Angel Di Maria has uh, apparently <laughs> lashed out, or his wife has lashed out at the, yeah. uh, England. 
They said they had a rubbish time, and I'm paraphrasing, that was not the word they used, and apparently mm. <laughs> Di Maria's wife said the English people are skinny and weird. He's obviously never met us two. <laughs> I know. Yeah, skinny and weird. She said the girls use a lot of makeup like they are dolls. And she hated it. Hated her time in Manchester where he didn't do very well, to be fair, did he? It sounds like it might be some sort of excuse because he was awful. They expected big things from Di Maria and he didn't deliver on any level. Uh, Then his wife starts having a go. It sounds suspicious to me. Also, if she thinks all English people are skinny, she obviously hasn't been out much. I know, yeah. She hasn't really had the full English is. experience. Go to a calf, come on, nip round my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is strange that she says we're all skinny. It's quite, quite a compliment in a way, really, isn't it, that she thought we were all skinny. Uh, I think so it's we'll really weird that, that given, given that, like, apparently obesity is on the rise, it's strange that someone's takeaway from England would be, they're all really skinny over there. Yeah, they don't eat much, do they? Well, they really it's not really. It's not like a national cliche, is it? They don't say, oh, you know, the English, they love their dogs, they love a cup of tea, and they're so skinny. <laughs> I know, yeah, strange, isn't it? Maybe it was the part of Manchester where they lived, I don't know, but um, they're just skinny people with lots of makeup, but it doesn't seem reflective. Well, yeah, she was just hanging around the, the football the club country. all day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, English people are weird. They walk around all day in a football kit and boots. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they always got studs on their shoes. So weird. Yeah, like, they all walk around. They all have their name on the back. It's almost like they can't remember who they are. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Brace yourself for some double air horn action in 1990 and 1991. In 91, Alan Smith has got a goal back for Arsenal in the North London Derby FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. This is game on for them. And in the other FA Cup semi-final in 1990, there's been a goal. Matt Dyson. Yes, Mark Bright has scored for Palace. It's one all, Palace-Liverpool. Balanced on a knife edge. FA Cup semi-finals, arguably... More exciting than the final, do you think? Yeah, actually, because there's so much pressure on the final and no one wants to mess up. The semi-finals, yeah, cert- well, certainly in the 90s, they were goal fests, weren't they? And I also think getting to the final is an achievement because you're going to watch your team play at Wembley and I am, it's still hard to lose there, but losing in the semi feels like less of an achievement. Like Getting to the final itself is an achievement. Yeah, and obviously every footballer wants to win it, but when you get to the final, you're like, you're getting that day out at Wembley. That in itself yes. is magical. Yeah, I suppose, and that's that's the payoff in itself, like you say. So it doesn't really matter if you win or lose, perhaps. Loads more goals to come, perhaps, in this rock and roll football FA Cup semi-final special. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Sound the air horn in 1997. What a year that was! There's a goal in the FA Cup semi-final. Matt Dyson. Yes, there certainly is a goal here. Middlesbrough are playing Chesterfield in 1997. Brian Robson, we talked about scoring for United earlier. He's the manager here at Middlesbrough in 97. Player manager. I remember there was a picture of him when he signed, when he took over as player manager where the top yes. half was a suit and the bottom half was shorts and socks football kit, wasn't it? <laughs> lovely, right, yeah. lovely combination. Uh, well, the big news here from the first half was Vladimir Kinder was sent off for two yellows. So Chesterfield of the third tier of English football have an extra man. And in the 54th minute, that extra man has made a difference. Andrew Morris has scored for the Spyrites. They're beating Middlesbrough 1-0. 
Oh, my word. Chesterfield on the brink of a Wembley FA Cup final. Historic. Um, now, you were talking about barbecues earlier and wanting to buy a gas one if you won that 10 grand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I read an incredible story this week about Sergio Aguero. That, uh, firstly, at any point he considered himself to be overweight in his playing career, I thought was incredible. But yeah. he said that <laughs> yeah. at, at a point when he did, he had to cut out barbecues oh, because no. being overweight made him feel dizzy. Even just slightly overweight, these felt dizzy. Was he getting the meat sweats then? Well, that's it. I mean, how many barbecues was he having to cut out? I know. How but, many yeah, were yeah. you having that he was like, this is becoming a problem? People yeah. going, you're looking well, mate. Well, I can't stop having barbecues, can I? I'm addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted to barbecues. And when it's sunny weather, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner in the garden. Get some Argentinian steak on. Well, that's it. The barbecue is just the way that you cook it, isn't it? Yeah, so I suppose it could be healthy. Yeah, you could barbecue vegetables, can't you? You can do some yeah, aubergines on that. I'm going to have to cut out the oven. Yeah, I'm going to go hobless from now on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of them. <laughs> They're not good for me. But it's the fact that he was just full of meat. Oh, man, I feel dizzy. <laughs> yeah. What is it, the heat? No, man, it's the meat. It's the meat. But I, I, didn't he say that he went down, the, the, the doctors, the club doctors advised him to only have meat one day a week, which is a, it's a t- <gasps> tough regime, isn't it? I'm all in favour of meat-free Mondays or whatever, and not, I'm not having meat one day a week, but to only have meat one day a week seems excessive. But he is a professional athlete, so maybe he should listen to the doctors. Yes, he, he almost certainly should. Um, what, what, how often do you have meat, then? Um, I'd say, uh, I think about five times a week, I'd imagine. Pretty much. See, I'd probably chicken, only have it chicken. maybe once or twice a week. Oh, do you? So you're like Aguero. This is the norm for you. I'd like to cut down, actually. I'm listening to Sergio's advice about it making you feel dizzy, eating too much meat. Maybe I should. You know Maybe I shouldn't get a barbecue. Cancel that. Give me the 10 grand. I'm going to spend it differently. Hearing him talk about having to cut out food made me really nostalgic for being really full. I think, you know, when, you, when you're cooking all your food at home, it's quite rare that you will feel absolutely stuffed like you do after a takeaway. All oh, right. You know what? I've like really missed did... that Pizza Hut buffet feeling. Oh, yeah. Where you're just eating oh. for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. The curry banquet on a Sunday. I'll, oh, go oh, back. Oh. I'll, go, I'll go back for another plate. Why not? I just won't eat for the rest of the day. It's fine. <laughs> that feeling, that tired, completely bloated, slightly uncomfortable feeling. You can't beat it. Yes, it's, it's full, it's satisfied, but it's also twinned with deep self loathing. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's double air horn action in 1997. It's all going off for Middlesbrough-Chesterfield. What's happening, Dyson? This game has really kicked off now, and Chesterfield have gone two up against big-spending Middlesbrough of the Premier League with Janino, Ravinelli, Emerson and all the others. But Sean Dyche has scored a penalty, rifled it right down the middle. Sean Dyche is having an amazing game at centre-back. The captain of this Chesterfield team, the beating heart of their defence, and now he's scored as well. Middlesbrough have gone 2-0 up. But then just minutes later, four minutes later, Borough have got back into it. Fabrizio Ravanelli. Oh, I remember how excited you were when Ravanelli came to the Premier League. The white feather. Well, he has scored in the FA Cup for Borough. It's 2-1 to Chesterfield now. Oh, it's absolutely thrilling. FA Cup semi-final special on Rock and Roll Football. 
Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Rock and Roll Football and Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Each week we're joined by a different football legend to talk about how they're coping without any football. This week we're very, very honoured to be joined by the former Man City, uh, Southampton, Notts County player, managed City, Sunderland, Leeds, Coventry. We're not worthy. It's Peter Reid. Peter, welcome to the show. How are we, chaps? Nice to be here. It's lovely to have you. There's a lovely sound of bird song from your end of the line there, Pete. Yeah, I'm outside. I'm in. Uh, I'm. I'm a, I'm a lucky person. I've got it um, in these times of struggle for a lot of people. I've got a nice garden and I can sit outside, so I'm one of the lucky ones. So it's it's a pleasure just speaking to you on this beautiful morning. And how big's your garden then? Have you got like a five-a-side goal? Can you have a bit of a kick about? Oh, I'm not going to show off, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's doing all right for himself, yeah. <laughs> and have you, have you been watching any... There was a, there was the um, Korean game on yesterday, John Buck Motors against Blue Wings yeah. on the BBC website. Did you watch any of that? I had, te- I had, I had 10 minutes and I couldn't handle it. I thought it was, it was strange. <laughs> Why? Uh, no, I'm not knocking the quality. It's just... I just thought it's strange, and I know the Premier League and some leagues are, are, are trying to get back without uh, supporters. Um, I, I I think football is a supporters game, mate. I think I think without support, yeah. and I know I know there's big books in um, in the media in in uh, televised games, and I appreciate that. But you know, stadium is full of people. It's I, I was fortunate enough to to play. Uh, football at, at a good level, and and you can't beat it. I think without people, it's just too false for me. Yeah, it did feel weird. Did you watch any of it, Dyson? Yes, no, no I didn't watch any. Of that. I watched some of those um, Champions League games just before the the Premier League games were banned with no people in the crowd, and it's just it's just weird and eerie, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's also weird. you know when you atmosphere. can hear the players shouting, it's it really ruins it because their voices are always. Oh, really I have yeah. Ocean, by the way. Could you imagine? Imagine nails. Oh dear me! <laughs> You'd have to have someone go bleep, bleep. Yes, bleep, bleep. And <laughs> they kind of need a bleep machine, aren't they? Yeah. You're... Hey Matt, by the way, I I did play for Notts County, and I played in a game, a derby game, and I don't want to tell you what the score was. So was that Sorry? in the ninety three, ninety four season? Uh, you... By the way, not bad. I've got to say, yes, spot on. So spot was that on. when Collymore cut his head? Yes. Yeah, Stan was there. Hey, you had a good side. Half. It was a really good side. I, I, I think I played about seven games for, for Notts County. Um, and and I've, I played in uh, derby games like, you know, uh, the Manchester and certainly the Merseyside for Everton against Liverpool. But I'll tell you what, that was a lively one, I've got to say. It was, I remember it. it was the, you know, it's the last time that Forest and County played each other in the same league. I don't know. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Little things. It's incredible, but I remember it being. I remember it being really quite a spicy game. Oh, it was lively. Yeah, it was lively. So, so who were you up against when you were playing there? Do you know what? I, I just remember your side being. Hey, we dug in and, and, and ground the results out. But I remember Stan because every time Stan got the ball, he just beat people. He was he, he was in great. I mean, he was a really good footballer. But every time he got the ball, like he just. He just started taking people on. He was he was he was a unique uh, sort of player, so that's what I remember. But I remember it was a, a, a huge upset. 
Did you enjoy your time at County then? Did you live in Nottingham at all? I was, I was, I was there for, hey, I'll tell you what, besides the football, which I only, I only played seven games, not a bad night out in that city, is it? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so it good. Me. Whereabouts were you going? Oh, I went, I went in a, a place in, in a Wednesday night and it was like, uh, it was like Las Vegas. It was brilliant. <laughs> I remember the name of it. When the lockdown's over, we'll have to go back up to Nottingham for a Wednesday night and see if it's still like Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know me. I'm anything for the night out, especially after this ends. Um, if anyone wants to ask me out for the belly after this ends, I'm not going to say no ever again. <laughs> so are you coping with it all right, Pete? Are you, are you managing to occupy yourself and keep in touch with yeah, people? Yeah, listen, like I said before, I mean, I'm doing plenty of the eating. Plenty of uh, crosswords, and uh, I've got to say, when they have a shandy or a couple of red, red wines, there's a film out called Howard's Way. It's about uh, Howard Kendall, so I'm going to give it a plug for the, for any football person. Have a look at that, because um, I tell you what, the game's changed from when I played. Dear me, I tell you what, I had to set myself off a few times for some of the tackles I made. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> So what's that? Is that on Netflix or something? It's on, uh, is it Prime Video or something? Or no, all no, that? No, no, like, how yeah, it's going, it so it's easy to remember. Amazon, yeah. It's about our Kendall, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You watch it and you ring me up and say, you, you were right. <laughs> right, OK. We're gonna, we'll all watch it and we'll reach our number out on the radio and then everyone can ring you. Yeah, get back on. I'll come back on and have a chat about it. No problem. <laughs> Cheers, Peter. Take care, mate. Hey, you look after yourselves. Take it easy. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It's time for six tuplet air horn action. <laughs> six goals in the past. Where to start, Matt Dyson? <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, in 97, Craig Hignett has scored a penalty for Borough. It's now 2-all, uh, Middlesbrough against Chesterfield in the 70th minute. And Crystal Palace against Liverpool in 1990's Gomberserk. Gary O'Reilly scoring for Palace to make it 2-1. And then Steve McMahon equalised to make it 2-all. John Barnes got a penalty and made it 3-2 to Liverpool. This is wow. absolutely incredible. And in 1991, Lineker scored for Spurs again. And it's Spurs 3, Arsenal 1. And in wow. 1990, Oldham against Man United, Matt Dyson. Yes, at Main Road, Neil Webb has scored for Manchester United. Uh, they signed him recently from Nottingham Forest. I think it was 2.5 million, if memory serves me correct. And they've now gone 2-1 up against Oldham at Main Road, the home of Manchester City. Goals flying in everywhere in this rock and roll football FA Cup semi-final special. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. You may remember last week we brought you the first... A radio first, um, a documentary where here at Rock and Roll Football for the past year or so, we've allowed the radio recorders and the cameras in behind closed doors to make a warts and all documentary. Obviously, Sunderland have done Sunderland Till I Die. Man City and Leeds have done these documentaries on Amazon Prime. And we just felt, didn't we, Dyson, that we were getting all these offers to make one and we should open our doors up. Yes, we should. We're fully transparent here on the show. So it's about time that... Uh our fans got to see behind closed doors. This is a true warts and all uh, documentation of what really goes on behind the scenes at rock and roll football. It's rock and roll football till I die. 
Following last week's disastrous first meeting, venture capitalist Simon Platinum has decided to press ahead with his takeover of rock and roll football. Keen to shake things up early, he plans to clear the air and put his radical new ideas to co-host Matt Dyson. Okay, look, hold my hands up. Last week's meeting was suboptimal. You can say that again. No, I refuse to, because I don't dwell on mistakes. First rule of business. What's the second rule? I don't know. Make loads of cash. Actually, that's probably the first rule of business. Anyway, the point is this. I want us to become stronger, yeah? When we get a setback in the future, yeah? I don't want us doing the usual, yeah? Crying about it on the phone to our mums, curled up in a ball on the floor, rocking back and forward, stuffing pizza and ice cream into our faces until we're in physical pain, panic buying bewitched memorabilia on eBay, worrying about the plight of the humble field badger, staring in the mirror for what feels like days on end as you down another Vimto and wonder where your life went. We've all been there. I guess what I'm saying is, we've got to think about radio in a different way, yeah? We've got to be pioneers. Like Elon Musk. What, are you going to give me a stupid name like six plus nine equals cherries? No. Although that would be a cool name. What I mean is we've got to be innovators. Do you even know what that means? I don't know, but if it means you're going to stop me walking around the office in my special brown Y-fronts, then you can count me out. They are disgusting, but I can only affect a small amount of change. Look, this is a great show with great fans. We've got to give them something to cheer about on a Saturday. Wait, wait, you mean two blokes talking about how much they love Stuart Pearce isn't enough anymore? Is that a serious question? Yeah, fair point. So, here's my big plan. Instead of rock and roll football, or as you call it, R&R football, I say we rebrand as S&M football. S&M? Yeah, S&M. Sounds and music. Mm, that's not what S&M stands for. Yes, it does. My wife goes to an S&M club every week and loves it. Comes back exhausted, presumably from all the dancing. I, I, don't, I don't really know how to tell you this, but S&M doesn't stand for sounds and music. It stands for, uh, well, it's like Fifty Shades type stuff. You know what I mean? For reals? Yep. Right, meeting cancelled. I've got to call my wife. Next week on Rock and Roll Football Till I Day... Can Simon save his marriage? And can Matt Dyson find something else to wear around the office other than those brown wayfronts? You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. In the words of Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. Because it's a quadruple air horn situation here at Rock and Roll Football. <laughs> Four goals in 1990. Palace, Liverpool. Andrew Gray has scored for Palace to make it three all. In 1990, wow. what's happening between Oldham and United, Dyson? Uh, well, Oldham and United, uh, there's been a goal, There's been a couple of goals to update you on. Ian Marshall got an equaliser. His curly mullet blowing in the wind as he ran off to <laughs> celebrate, making it two all. Uh, but then um, Danny Wallace then scored for Manchester United in the 92nd minute. Uh, that's in extra time now to make it 3-2 uh, to Manchester United. And then there's been another goal in that game uh, from Roger Palmer. 
Yes, unbelievable. Just a few minutes, 10 minutes after that goal from Danny Wallace, uh, Roger Palmer, unexpected goal scorer, has made it three all in extra time. Uh, Barry Davis screaming in excitement. This is the stuff of schoolboy comics. And in 1997, another goal in the Borough Chesterfield semi-final. Gianluca Festa has scored in extra time. This could be the winner, surely. It's Middlesbrough 3, Chesterfield 2. Borough coming back from 2-0 down in this game. Thrilling periods now of extra time in this semi-final special. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. There's another goal in the Palace-Liverpool semi-final in 1990. Alan Pardew has scored for Palace. Imagine the doors this could open for him at a club like that in the future. It's Palace (laughs) 4, Liverpool 3. What an unexpected hero, Alan Pardew. I can't remember his celebration, but I like to think that he was bogling. That's what started (laughs) his bogling, little dance routines. Now, we were very honoured to have Peter Reid here just a few minutes ago, and we're delighted that Jim White is here for My Sports News. Thanks very much, Matt and Matt. It's time for My Sports News, and here with our first headline is Natalie. Thank you very much indeed, Jim. Tim Hawkins has been in touch with the My Sports News desk telling us that his 10-year-old son, Zachary, has been playing football, football, football on the PS4. Most memorable lockdown headline so far, Liverpool 37, Barcelona nil. I'm not sure what setting this is on, but Messi was reportedly seen walking off the pitch crying at the end of the game. That's a shame. No one wants to see waterworks from a Ballon d'Or winner, but going down 37-0, courtesy of Zachary, you can't be surprised. Kate in Tunbridge, Wales, thinks she must have broken the record for most banana bread made and eaten. She made several different varieties. Her favourite so far being banana and peanut butter bread with chocolate chips. i got to tell you, Sarah, I'm allergic to peanut butter, so if I eat that, I die. Yeah, keep that away from Jim, please. Kate, Simon in Western's Supermare has gone old school and downloaded Tetris. His current high score is 180,000, which is apparently pretty good. Simon lives on his own and hasn't left the house for five weeks. None of us have. Lastly, Joe in Northampton put on some jeans for the first time in five weeks, but went back to jogging bottoms after a couple of hours. Joe is deeply concerned about how he will dress or work after months in lockdown. Is sportswear ever been acceptable in the workplace? What do you think, Natalie? Would you mind if I turned up wearing sportswear every weekend? Well, you can't see what you're wearing under the My Sports News desk, can you, Jim? So, you know, sometimes I wonder what's going on down there. (laughs) Well, if you ever want to break the wonder, have a wee peek yourself. (laughs) No, thanks. That's all that for my sports news this week. Don't forget to tweet us your personal sports news in the week at RNR Football or email football at absoluteradio.co.uk. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Just when you thought there couldn't be even more action, there's been another goal in the 97 FA Cup semi final. Matt Dyson. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes here. Uh, the 119th minute, Jamie Hewitt has scored an equaliser for Chesterfield. It's Middlesbrough 3, Chesterfield 3, and it looks like this is going to have to go to a replay this semi final. Oh, Matt, it's, I mean, this is the thing. So many of the games we picked today went to replays. So we don't <laughs> yeah. have a resolution. 
Yes, that's true. They had amazing first legs, didn't they? And then they had replays. Oh, yeah, should we, should we, we, do the we should do the replays next week. Yeah. Next week, yeah, yeah. I, the trouble is, I don't know if the replays were as exciting as the first game, but I mean, we need to finish it, you know. Otherwise, it's yeah. You know, we need closure. We need closure on this. But we could do we could do the ones today that went to replays, and then we could just get great replays. So we could pick another yes. two or three that we could. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes, a replay of a replay. That's brilliant. This is retro football gone mad. Tweets at R and R football. For what FA Cup replays? Does it have to be semi-finals? <laughs> no, I suppose it can be because they used to replay the actual final, didn't they? It wasn't Ricky Villa's goal for Spurs in a replay? I seem to recall oh, an wow, FA Cup. I mean, final we've opened replay. up. A, uh, this is amazing. Yeah. We just keep finding different genres of football match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this has been a real treat, though. FA Cup semi-final days always a, 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 the magic. Even though we're bringing these games from the past, the magic still fills the air. Yeah, exactly. You can feel it. You can feel it. So next weekend we'll have some replays. Tweet us at R&R Football for the games you'd like us to cover. Dyson, it's always a pleasure doing this with you on a Saturday. Absolute pleasure for me as well. It's great. I mean, uh, you know, we can live without real football, live football. So we'll just keep doing this for a while, shall we? <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going mad here. But it's the highlight of my week doing this with you. So I'm, I'm glad you and the family are well. And to all of you listening as well, we hope this helps keep your pecker up, keep you entertained. We'll see you next weekend. Well, there you go. What a corker of an episode that was. And if you want to hear those goal montages that we do, each week we do two. One to the life of Riley, one to Regret by New Order. The sort of stuff they used to do for Goal of the Month on Match of the Day. Then you have to listen to the show live every Saturday between two and five. But Peter Reed Dyson, what a guy. Oh, what a lovely man he was. Um, I didn't realise he played for Notts County as well. I, I completely That completely passed me by. Yeah, Google County. image search it. There'll be, there'll be a picture of him out there in a in a in a Notts County kit. Um, I remember him. I think there must have been a picture in the local paper because I do remember him wearing that kit. Um, yes, and they, and this was when they they beat Forest, and it, 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 I think they they now call it Sir Charlie Palmer Day. They they recognise this day, Notts County fans, because they ain't got much to grab hold of. So they they mark this day of that game. Uh, every year and call it a Charlie Palmer day. I think that's what it is. I think that's that game. You know what? I think I got confused. I think he means the one where I think they beat us. I got confused with the one that happened at the city ground, but it was that season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That season. Yes. I think they beat us at home at Madeleine. Yeah. Oh man. But what a guy, what a wonderful personality. A very nice man. Uh, and he seems to be coping well, which is good. Oh, he's having a wonderful time. So next weekend, it'll be a FA Cup replay special. We'll have some other special guests for you. And again, the cameras and the microphones uh, over the last year or so have been here backstage behind closed doors at Rock and Roll Football in Rock and Roll Football Till I Die. So it'll be the next thrilling instalment. Who knows what's going to happen ne- uh, next week, Dyson? Yeah, I hope they're going to finally speak to you at some point, these producers of this documentary. It seems like I've been edited out. <laughs> story of my life mate well thanks for listening to this we we really love making it and we hope that during the lockdown you're doing okay that you're managing to cope we know that you'll all be listening to this in very different situations not everyone's got a garden or a family to be with so we know that it's a lot more difficult for some of you than it is for others so we just hope that this just entertains you takes you out of the world for an hour or so or for three hours if you listen to the show live on a Saturday 
And um, I suppose that's what the great thing about football is, no matter what else is going on in your life, it's the thrill of that escapism, isn't it? Yes, a welcome distraction. That's what we are. <laughs> Indeed, that's what we should start calling ourselves. A welcome <laughs> distraction with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, thank you again for listening to this. Do tell your friends about it. And if hopefully you've got a bit of extra time on your hands, you could leave us an iTunes review and then it just pushes up, uh, up the charts a bit. It's not much to ask, is it? Exactly. See you next week. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.